worshiping with everybody. It's an amazing experience, I gotta tell you. So, I got a question for everybody tonight. Alright? The title of my sermon is gonna be How is Your Signal Strength? Okay? I promise I'm gonna try and make this one of the last times you guys have to hear about camp for a while, just a little while, because we're still gonna get excited about camp next year. But, I got a question. Everybody take out your phone. Look at your phone. Okay? If you look at your phone, oh, you, no phone. <laughs> How's your signal? Everybody have a good signal in here? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a great signal in here. Right? So I can use my phone, get on YouTube, answer any questions I have, get on Google if I want to look something up, prove somebody wrong. It's really easy. Um, I can listen to any kind of music I want. Most importantly, though, I can call or text any of my friends at any moment, reach out and get a hold of them. See, at camp, we didn't have that luxury. Some of us still looked at our phones, though. We spent all day walking around the campground trying to find the best spot. Go stand on a hill next to a power line. And I bet if I had told somebody that if they wear a tinfoil hat and hop on one foot, we would have seen something really funny happen at camp. But thankfully, that didn't happen. What happened is we got desperate for a connection that we've grown used to in our lives. How many here know the story of the woman with the issue of blood? Yeah? All right, well, we're going to read it anyways. <laughs> uh, Luke 8, 43 through 48. Uh, now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped. Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you and you say, Who touched me? Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive power going out from me. Oh, sorry. That's great. It doesn't match at all to what I'm reading. I'm reading New King James. That's okay. Tell you what. Look it up. Sorry, man. I should have told you. That heathen Bible. No, they're all good Bibles. All right. <laughs> uh, for those online, that was Pastor Dan's joke against him. That's all that was. You don't actually believe me. <laughs> oh, all right. For a perceived power going out from it. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason that she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Right? So she was desperate for a connection to Jesus. She was so desperate, she crawled through the crowds on her hands and knees just to touch the hem of his garment. She's willing to do whatever it took to get close to him, just like some of us with our phone signals. Imagine if we could live our lives with the same dedication to staying connected to God as we do to our phones. Thankfully, though, unlike our phones, God doesn't make us use golf clubs as antenna or climb trees to try and get a better signal. So how does 
How do we get good signal strength with God? In John 15, 14 through 17, Jesus says, You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. Right, so one of the first things you think of when someone mentions your phone, right, it's being able to talk to a friend. Is no different in our relationship with God. He is our friend. And we keep a connection to him by showing his love to everyone around us, including ourselves. God doesn't want us to beat ourselves up or judge others for what he has already forgiven. Being God's friend has some pretty huge perks as well. Anybody think of any? All right, here I, you guys are sitting bumps on a log. Hannah, what's what's a perk of being God's friend? Um, direction. Direction. That's a good one. Malachi, I'll pick on the leaders first. Uh, a safety cover. Safety cover. I like it. Miley. Someone to talk to. Very well. Very well. Jasmine. Yeah, okay, absolutely. So I absolutely agree with each one of those. And here's actually a few of them you guys mentioned I came up with, right? So we don't have to worry about anything. God will take care of our needs, not all of our wants, our needs. Matthew 6, 25 and 26 says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value to them? Right? God's going to take care of us. That's, that's a big perk. I witness to that. We got a new stove today for free because God loves us. God always hears us when we pray. It's another one. Jeremiah 29, 12, and 13 says, Then you will call upon me and go to pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Another one is that God will always forgive us and love us. Psalms, and I mean, you can find so many scriptures on this. This is what's amazing. But in Psalms 86 and 5, For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive. And abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. See, these are only a few of the promises that we've been given just for being his friends. And there's one that is actually the biggest promise. Anybody think of it? Go ahead, Saul. No, you just just a reflex. What is it, Ryan? There you go. Eternal life. Huzzah. <laughs> John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So I know we got a little sidetracked. You can't really help it. We start talking about how much God loves us and wants to be connected to us and be a part of our everyday lives. 
See, in Revelation 3 and 20, God says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. See, so many times we forget that God originally created us. He really just wants to be with us. He doesn't need anything from us in that moment. We don't need to go do anything amazing. We need... Uh, we don't need to just go to him when we need something, when we're in trouble. He created us so that he could spend time with us and that he could love us and we could love him. And he loves us more than anything else he created. See, my favorite way to stay connected to God is to do that, is to spend a little time every day, quiet everything down. You just sit and you, you meditate on the love that God has for you and the love that you have for God. When you do that, you just you can't help but smile and be filled with joy. And it really doesn't matter what that day has brought you, what that week has been like. When you're spending time next to the Almighty, you're comforted. You have such peace. And that's... I'm paraphrasing from my notes. So <laughs> it reminds us that with, uh, He is with us every day in every situation that we look for Him in. We can see in Ephesians 6 and 18, Paul reminds us, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Prayer is how we communicate with God. It is how we ask for things for ourselves, and it's the best way we show love to another person, is by praying for them. Praying constantly is what keeps the line connected between us and God. It's like being on the phone with your best friend, right? You can be on your phone for hours. Neither one of you really has to say much. Maybe a grunt here and there, or, hey, did you see that? Check this out, right? You know they're on the line, though. You know they're there. <laughs> we learned earlier that he has called us friends. I don't know about you, but I call my friends when I have good news so they can celebrate with me. I call them when I have bad news so they can help encourage me and comfort me out of that. And I call my closest friends when I really need help with something. Prayers are a phone call to God. Thankfully, he doesn't make us work too hard for that signal. Sister Sarah, if you come up, I'm short and sweet. <laughs> He's always by the phone, waiting for us to reach out to him. All we need to do is talk to him. Just like we're talking to a friend. There's no fancy formula to it. There's no these and thous. No, you simply speak to him like you would a friend. And he's listening. And I love the song that they just played because it is such a reflection. Holy, 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 right? <laughs> Oh no, do, do whatever you can. <laughs> um, but come on, stand up, everybody. See, I hope that we make a priority of this every day. That you spend a little bit of time in prayer, more and more, each day. I promise, your life, you'll start to see it. You'll start to see the connection to God more and more. The little things that go in your favor. Getting the first parking spot at the grocery store, 
being the first one in line and all of a sudden you look behind you and there's 15 people that just got to Taco Bell and it's like, wow, cool, perfect timing. It sounds silly, but it's those little things that when you're connected to God, he, you have that. So I want us to take a few minutes tonight. I do. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Let's take a few minutes tonight and let's do that. As they play, I'll spare you and I won't sing. But let's take a few moments and find a spot in prayer and just connect with God, communicate how much we love him. Wait. 
today. I'm going to open signal that God is an important thing. I don't know where this came from, but I thought of that, that new country song by that guy, John. I don't know if you heard it, but it's all about, God, I need a Savior. And in the song, he talks about how he only goes to God when he needs something. And he said, but right now, God, I need something. I don't want us to have that type of relationship with God. We don't need to wait until we're in a moment where we're crying out for help to have a relationship with Him. That signal's open. So we can have that relationship with Him now. Enjoy the good times, the bad times, but all the time spent with you and that open connection with God. So one more time, with our hands up, we'll look at the one more time, and then we'll pray it out of here. to know you like they've never known you before, God. That you'll start a fire inside of us, God. That we'll go into this school here, the influencers, the ones who show the kids in our school who God really is. That we can be that light, God. That we can be the person who brings all the glory back to you, God. That makes it all about you again. As we worship you, God. We praise you, God. We thank you for hearing our cries, God. And for spending time with us, Lord. We worship you, God. We thank you so much, God. We praise your holy name, God. And everybody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Staff meeting this Sunday after church. Make sure if you're a staff member, you're there. So you know what's going on at the lock-in. And then the lock-ins next weekend, guys. So we've got a lot of fun stuff planned. Let's enjoy these last days of summer. Again, take advantage of it. Before you know it. I love you guys. I'm so glad you guys came out tonight and spent time with us and God. This is your